where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again with Ronnie Feldman for another episode. In our last episode, we introduced uh, the concerns and, and questions around Speak Up Culture and Communication. In this podcast, we wanted to follow up with Speak Up Culture and Creativity. So, Ronnie, first of all, welcome back. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, Let's talk more about speaking up. Well, I think we uh, pretty much established that a speak up culture requires trust and changing to the social environment. How can we do that in a creative way that gets not only gets people's attention, keeps people's attention and fulfills the goals of a compliance program? We have to think about this is, I don't want to make this sound so unwieldy that you can't address it, but we're really talking about shifting culture. And that's one thing I love about the ethics compliance community is that it, it touches the entire organization. So um, I think we should embrace the idea that we're trying to change the social environment. We're trying to influ- influence, I should say, we should try and influence the social environment. And, you know, I, I, I always come back to this, but let's Let's separate it from training. Let's recognize that training is only part of the solution because when it comes to speaking up, as as we've discussed before, knowledge and understanding, knowing the right thing, knowing that you should speak up, knowing that you think that you're an ethical person, you have that knowledge already. You don't need to train people on that knowledge. Um, The reason that stops people from doing it is this culture that says, "Ah, I don't know if I want to do that. or, you know, I don't want people to be mad at me. Like, that's the part we got to get at. So we need to continually rebrand attitudes and behaviors around speaking up. And the best way to do that is to say it over and over and over and over and over again and to do that in interesting ways. I mentioned Amy Edmondson's book, which she was at ECI's conference last year, and she talks about psychological safety. And she was talking about in the context uh, of um, – you know, a a leader, um, people tend to want to please their leadership so they don't bring up bad news and good leaders that continuously say, no, tell me what's wrong so I can fix it. And I think we need to do the same thing. Um, so let's remember that people need reminding more than they need instruction. Um, and, uh, you know, for Plus, you're continually cycling new people through the organization all the time. So even if you felt like you've done a good job, there's always new people coming in, and people revert back to the mean. And unfortunately, the mean in this case is, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, oh, and one other thing I'd like to add to that is, uh, you know, a good marketing technique. I mean, I know it sounds simple. It's like a good tagline. So a lot of ethics compliance or uh, companies, have departments have a, a, a you know, words and actions matter. Uh, we're the kind of company that does things right. Th- to me, the value of that is that you can repeat that message over and over again in interesting ways, and you can also put it in the mouths of leadership. So it's not just coming from you. Um, if you say it simply and pith, you know, with pithy and interesting, then you can get other people to carry that message forward. So, Ronnie, one of the things you hear a fair amount in the compliance community is compliance fatigue, training fatigue, and even message fatigue. How do you uh, respond to those, uh, I think, legitimate concerns? Well, it is legitimate. Like, And I think the reason that it comes up particularly with ethics compliance is we, we, we put, what is it, old wine in new bottles. You know, we say the same message, but we still say it in a boring, inauthentic, preachy way. Um, 
So if we know we need to keep the speak up message in the atmosphere on a regular basis, this then leads you to, well, you better have a variety of different ways in which you say that. So the message can be the same, but the delivery mechanism must change. This is why even back in the days when I was making stuff for the second city, like uh, I, I loved making comedy videos, but um, we, people at some point are like, Oh, okay. I've seen that. What else you got? It's the same reason. Like I still love the Simpsons. I really watch it again. I was like, Oh yeah, I've seen that. What else you got? You know, you have to continually reinvent yourself. It's one of the reasons why when I'm build, building learnings and entertainments, I'm emphasizing variety, partially for my own sanity. I like to make different things. And as an end user, people like to see different things. Um, the other thing uh, to help so – one, so to put a button on that, it's have – again, it doesn't have to be funny, but it has to be interesting and engaging and vary that mess, vary the way that you say that message. The other – reason that you need to do that is so that you can put that message in more places. If you have something that's short and interesting that opens up communication channels, um, you can ask your sales team to, to play uh, your integrity message that, on their newsletter or in their Zoom meeting or in, in their product training. They won't do it unless, it's, unless they find that it is benefit to them. And the way it makes a benefit to them is you, find, you do that in an interesting way. Um, if it's short and interesting, you can use those social collaboration sites. If it's short and interesting, you can put it on a video message board. Um, you get my point. Um, so you don't want message fatigue, vary the message, vary the format, and then you can put it in more places. Occasionally, I feel like you're speaking to me directly as a lawyer uh, <laughs> when you say things like be positive, don't be preachy. Don't wag your finger. Don't tell people that bad things will happen if you break the law, which, of course, appeal to me as a lawyer. But why do you really feel like the messages that might resonate to the legal profession don't work for who, the people we call civilians and you might call the rest of the world? I'll say I'll speak for the world. How about that? I feel like people have a natural tendency to um, – Buck authority a little bit. Um, so when by its de- by its definition, when you have p- think about the average employee, and then leadership comes down with these messages, and, and it, it is what it is. It's coming down, and people look at it, and they're like, whatever. You know, people. That's why we always say people don't like uh, when you wag the finger at them because everybody feels that they have integrity, <laughs> right? Everyone justifies their own behavior. So I find it helpful. You know, I, I don't want to minimize the fact that it's important to tell people when bad things happen and that you need to uh, be authentic about that. I find that when you're talking about speaking up, it's helpful to have that message come from the employees themselves. We, uh, we've got a, a lot of traction in the last two years about doing these person-on-the-street campaigns where we have one of our comedic talent run around and interview employees about policies and speaking up where essentially we say dumb things and then the employees champion the cause for speaking up. And those tend to be successful. Like we, we carry a little entertainment value there, but I feel like those gets are successful because it's not preachy because it's coming from the rank and file. Um, so I find that that's a helpful way when you're talking about speaking up. So it's coming bottom up or middle up, not top down. 
Ronnie, in uh, our last podcast, we talked about transparency in the entire process of speaking up. I'd like to follow up that, though, by asking about how can you use creativity and how can you use communications to help communicate uh, the need, not the need for transparency, but the actual process, the actual transparency that you advocated in our prior podcast? Yeah, well, so a couple creative thoughts come to mind. Um, and some of them I've touched on before, but let me provide some context. Um, we did a, you might have heard, there was an interview we did with Ulu Ubani, who's the ethics officer for BMO, uh, one of these podcasts of, of several months back. I thought what they did was really, really kind of awesome. Um, we had done a speak up campaign for them. And then as a follow up, we did a live town hall. Um, but in, in this world, let's think of that as sort of a Zoom style town hall um, where we interviewed their ombudsman, we interviewed their ethics officer, we inv- interviewed their head of employee relations, and we interviewed um, uh, investigative services. And each person told about their part in the process. And the goal was to shed light on, okay, now that you we've got your attention about the importance of speaking up, here's what we'll – here are the different things that can happen, and and here's the process for that. And we had them tell it in their own words, and it was really endearing because they're they they're lovely, authentic, interesting people who don't often get airtime with the broader population. So they made a personal connection. They told you exactly what happens, uh, and I think that really builds trust. Another idea, and again, this 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 ties into an offering that we're just creating, and I created it for this specific reason, is we took real stories from real compliance officers, uh, and we are retelling those case studies in a new uh, product called Tales from the Hotline. And the idea there is to get at the idea of, like, here's a problem that happened. Here's what the employees thought they were doing and the excuses they had. Here's why it was wrong. Here's what happened at the end of that story. And here's the resources that are there to support you. And we weave that into an interesting story. And the, the idea there is, you know, the names are changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. People love that kind of thing. We wanted to share uh, specifics. And, and the great thing about that um, is that you can talk about very specific stories, very specific policies, but a broader theme that all relates to Speak up, speak up, speak up, and here's what happens. So, Ronnie, one of the things we also touched in the last podcast was not simply speak up, but listen up. And I want to follow up in this podcast and ask you, are there strategies around you to using creative communications not to help create a listen-up culture, although perhaps you have some for that, but how do you teach people how to listen up? How do you teach uh, middle managers how to listen up, and and how do you teach senior executives to listen up? Well, gosh, it's interesting. It, it actually, in some ways, is harder the more senior you go because these are people who have who are obviously successful in what they do, but maybe more stayed in their communication style. They, you know, you once you've if you've been around longer, you tend to sort of revert back to your. Um, you know, your natural instincts and some of those instincts are good and some of them are not so good. Um, I'll speak to it from my background, which is improvisation. I, I think you have to think of listening as a muscle. Um, and there's actual exercises and techniques that will help you be a more active listener. 
we, we all struggle with this. We all pre-plan what we're going to say. These are natural instincts that we have because we want to sound important and we want to have answers to questions, but these things are work against us. As we get in our head and start pre-planning what we're saying, we're often not paying attention. We're often losing eye contact. We're also we're often losing critical information that's being said. Uh, so we advocate for regular soft skills trainings. You can call it leadership training, but regular communication skills training. Um, and I'll be I'll be honest with you. We often do we call it leadership training with. But it's a backdoor speak-up message. We're really talking about uh, encouraging listen-up behavior. You know, we're, we're we're saying here are the skills you need as a leader to be a successful leader. And oh, by the way, part of that is making sure that you're encouraging people to speak up and bring you problems, encouraging that you're listening all the way to the end, encouraging that you're not negating problems when they come, that you're validating them, and then working together to solve them. Um, I feel like improv has a lot to offer on this. And then the last thing, just to put a button on the for leadership, I, I think a lot of uh, really progressive companies do this. It's create a simple process for managers to follow. So in the same way we're trying to simplify speak-up messaging, we need to simplify messaging for leaders that says, when these things happen, here's the three to five steps that you need to do that where we can be helpful to you. Uh, you know, if you can address it, great. If you can't go to this resource, ask for help, let us help you. Uh, and then repeat that over and over and over again. So, Ronnie, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but this has been a great uh, couple of podcasts where we lo- looked at speak up culture and communication in, in our last podcast. And today we follow that up with some of the specific creative tools that uh, you can use. And certainly, Learnings and Entertainments has available to help uh, companies not only learn to speak up, but listen up. I uh, look forward to continuing conversation. All right. Thanks a lot, Tom. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.